Hey, Junior, Parsha's Veira, learning in lockdown. Nachum climbed the steps to Mr. Stunikovsky's apartment. Mr. Stunikovsky was the most popular man in the shul. He was the candy man, and he always made everybody happy with his big smile. But today, it was Nachum's turn to make Mr. Stunikovsky happy. Mr. Stunikovsky's doctor had said that because of COVID-19, it wouldn't be safe for him to be in a crowded place for so many hours. So now Mr. Stunikovsky didn't come to shul on Shabbos anymore. And so Nachum was going to visit him like he did every Erev Shabbos. The truth is that it was a pretty fun mitzvah because Mr. Stunikovsky was born in Russia way back around 1930. He was almost 90 years old and he always had interesting stories to tell. Hi, Nachum, Mr. Stunikovsky said as he opened the door. It's so good to see you again. I just put out some cookies on the kitchen table. Why don't we sit down there for a few minutes so you can eat something? Nachum sat at the table eating some of the cookies. When he checked the time, he couldn't believe how fast 45 minutes had passed by as Mr. Stunikovsky shared story after story about his life in Russia. It was Yom Kippur afternoon, Mr. Stunikovsky was saying, and we were davening as quietly as we could so that the KGB wouldn't catch us. Even during Ne'ilah, when some of us were crying, we made sure to keep as quiet as possible. Suddenly, there was a pounding on the door. <laughs> Open up immediately. Open up the door. We were prepared for a KGB visit. In Russia, we always had to be ready for something like that. So we all followed the plan. Everyone ran for the secret exit in the closet while I stayed behind to lock the trap door behind them. Because I was the youngest in the group, it was my job to stay behind and just play the part of an innocent teenager. Wow. Mr. Stunikovsky exclaimed Nachum. What a perfect plan. What happened next? Well, continued Mr. Stunikovsky, it wasn't so perfect because one of the Miss Palim accidentally left the machzor on the table. I was arrested for having forbidden material on me and the judge sentenced me to prison for one year. Oh my, whispered Nachum. That must have been very hard. You must feel terrible that you wasted a whole year of your life. What did you do all day? You just sat and did nothing? Baruch Hashem, no, Mr. Stunikovsky exclaimed with a smile. I spent my entire time in prison learning Torah. Nachum was confused. Mr. Stunikovsky, he said, how could it be that the Russians wouldn't let you daven on Yom Kippur, but they let you have Sephorim in prison? Oh, no, of course, they wouldn't allow us to have Sephora, Mr. Stunikovsky answered. If someone was caught with a safer, they'd be beaten and sent to Siberia. I'm talking about a different type of learning. As the guards locked me in my prison cell for the first time, I suddenly remembered what my father had told me. He said that in Slobodka, his Rebbe, Rabbi Isaac Sherzatzal, taught a medrash. The medrash says that a terrible virus, a catchy virus, kind of like we have today with COVID, came along with every Makkah in Mitzrayim. With Dam came a COVID. With Sephardea came a COVID. And so on, and so on, by each Makkah. Why did Hashem do that? 
Hashem wanted the Yidin to be locked up in their homes during the Makas, because that would give them time to think. You know, if you can go out to work and play and shop, so you get very busy with life, sometimes too busy, and you forget to think about the things that you're supposed to be focused on. Rav Isaac Sheer, that was Rav Avigdor Miller's Rebbe, said that Hashem wanted the Yidin to be locked up in their houses during the Makas and spend their time thinking about the lessons that they were supposed to learn. Lessons, asked Nachum, weren't the Makas meant to punish the Mitzrim? Of course they were. They were a punishment for the Mitzrim, said Mr. Stunikovsky. But the main purpose was for us. We were supposed to learn a lesson from each Maka to see how Hashem is protecting the Am Yisrael, that He cares about us, and that we are His chosen people. And we learn those lessons. By every Maka, the Bnei Yisrael sat in their homes in Goshen for a whole week, studying the Maka and looking for all the lessons that they were supposed to learn from that. How Hashem can turn a whole country upside down and inside out whenever He wants to. Having time to think about Hashem, of Isaac Sher said, is one of the best gifts that Hashem could give to a person in this world. And so, as soon as the Russian prison guard clanged the metal door shut on my cell, I told myself that I had to get to work doing the same thing that the Yidin did when they were locked in their homes in Goshen. I was stuck in a cell all day, doing nothing except thinking about Hashem as much as possible. I was doing teshuva and strengthening myself as much as possible in my avoidas Hashem. And the same way that the Bnei Yisrael were a totally changed people after a year of thinking about Hashem. When I was let out of prison a year later, I was a totally new person. I was prepared for a life of serving Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbat!